Welcome to the Energy with Ellie podcast. I'm Ellie and I am on a mission to get more women and specifically mums feeling confident, energetic and strong. This is a place for all my coaching clients, be it one-to-one or in my group coaching and just anyone who wants to listen to me blabber on. So without further ado, because long introductions are super annoying, here's today's episode. Hello, we are getting way less consistent with these podcasts, but it's half past five on a Friday night and I'm recording this week's, which I used to do on a Monday. My, wow, how times have changed. Um, going to try and keep it short. As you can hear, I have a stinking cold. Um, so not going to be fun listening to this because I need to sniff and also really difficult for me to uh, speak because my breathing's all funny. But I'm going to do my best because that's all I can do. And hopefully we'll get through this together uh, and it shouldn't be long. So let's dig in. Um, Every week I ask you guys on my Energy with Ellie if you have any questions for me. And most of the time everyone's like, no, that's fine. But today, this week, today, ages ago, um, we had a good question about losing weight without tracking. And so we're going to get into that today. The quest for fat loss is probably something that most women go through. Um, and I think it's not that straightforward for a lot of us. I think we need to ask ourselves some questions first. Is what is your relationship like with your body? And what is your relationship like with food? Because quick fat loss rarely lasts and controlled fat loss as well, I feel, probably rarely lasts too. Unless you go back and figure out what happened and why it happened in the first place. You know, if you imagine gardening, if you just mow over a root, it just comes back. And I mean, even if you dig a bloody weed up, they come back, don't they? But they don't. It's just a new one. So if you dig down and take the time to find out the root cause of your quote unquote problem, that can help um, move forward. Um, It's a long time. It's a long process, though, which is not something a lot of people want to go through because, you know, you'll be just in this body that may be a little bit, I'm going to use the word podgy, a bit fluffier than you'd like it to be and you just want to lose weight and you want the control of using tracking because you know what you're eating, you know that your calories are right, et cetera, et cetera, and you can exercise loads and that's going to get you there quicker. But the reality is, with these patterns, you let's say you successfully get to your goal, typically they are quite unsustainable. And so when you revert back to your quote-unquote normal life, you put weight back on. And that's the equivalent of the weed creeping back up through your lovely lawn. So it's very important to look within yourself and 
figure out why you do what you do. So if you are overweight, typically you overeat and probably don't move so much, or you may move a lot, but you overconsume because there's energy balance in our bodies. And so why do you overconsume? For some people, it might not even be food. Like typically for a lot of men, it's beer, but beer comes with a lot of calories. Um, and why do they need to overconsume beer? Why do you, I need to overconsume chocolate, etc., etc. And most people emotionally eat. You know, you think of us as a society. What do we have on birthdays? A happy occasion, cake and beige buffet food. Colin the caterpillar. What do we have at a wedding? Another happy, a happy time, cake and food. And it's like the whole day is almost around the wedding breakfast. At a wake, you have food. Uh, every thing we celebrate or have sadness around, like, all, there's always food. Like Christmas is food. Christmas is more about food now, probably, than the actual event that happened in the Bible, which, you know, actually, it's probably more about gifts, isn't it? But still, food is certainly a huge component of that. Um, so everybody is an emotional eater. I, well, yeah, some pe- people will put their emotions to something. Um, and uh, for a lot of people, it's food. And a lot of people say it like it's a bad thing. It, everybody does it. And that's okay in isolation. But if you do not dig down and work out what is the reason for it, it will keep happening. And therefore you will keep gaining weight and you will keep being unhappy in your body. So it's really important, in my opinion, to figure out why you're doing it could be a multitude of reasons different for everybody and also everybody's habits are different but in terms of food why are you doing it and also what could you replace it with it can you work through these emotions another question that I think is really important to ask yourself is what would your life gain from just losing weight what what would change in your life if you reached your goal weight? Could, like, literally just that. I feel like I'm going to put that into a post because it's a good question. Um, there's so much more to be gained in other ways, which is why I like to set progress goals like we do your Test Yourself Tuesday so that you're not just focusing on fat loss because at part times it's going to be slow. You know, people underestimate the importance of consistency you have one good week then you go out you know for a week solid you're not going to see results um so progress goals are important but yes what would your life gain from just losing weight and now a lot of people you know that are particularly overweight obese would probably gain quite a lot I'm not necessarily aiming that at people like that more the person who's got a couple more kilos to go and who's just solely focused on that one scale, the scale being the right number. And another question to ask yourself, if you lost weight, would you still have a bad relationship with food? Probably. And so healing your relationship with food, although it can be long and painful, is more beneficial in the long term. And honestly, when you do this, 
if you work through it and allow yourself to eat food, you may actually gain weight initially until you understand that there's always food around. Like we have never been in such a good position. We're made to believe that the world is falling apart and obviously in places that it is. But we have never been so fortunate. You can. I ordered something on Amazon yesterday. I ordered some protein powder and some protein bars. They were here within 10 hours. Like, wow. We live in an incredibly developed society. There is food everywhere. We, will, we won't starve. You know, and so that's where understanding about the scarcity and abundance mindset comes in. If we think there's no food, then we... We want to eat as much as we can. Um, and like that from our ancestors, where they would have to hunt for days and days, and then if they got loads of food, they'd need to eat it all. But that's not the case in our world. Um, so yeah, you may gain weight initially because you know you may think, oh, donuts are bad or something's are bad. They're not. And so if you actually just allow yourself to eat these things, you find that you don't actually overeat them. Like have a donut once a week if that's your thing or a brownie or go to the bakery because those foods are important to have as part of your diet the problem is when you restrict them loads because you label them as bad you then want them loads and then can't stop eating them when you get them oh i do apologize about my nose it's driving me mad something that i think is really good is using the i can sheet which i have sent out in the group which is basically asking is asking you to check in with yourself I know mindfulness is a huge buzzword, but, you know, it's like, so it's dinner time for me soon. And I'm not hungry because I keep eating chocolate. Will I eat? Probably. But should I? Like, Am I actually hungry? Would that be honouring my body? No, not really. The same as I could go and get my dinner. I don't have to eat at all. So if my hunger levels were like a four, ooh, if I go to the, take the time to write that on my sheet, that's a little bit of distance a space between stimulus and response that I can say, do you know what? I'm actually not that hungry. I don't need to eat all this or I, I'm not actually, I'm going to grab something else because that doesn't actually, that doesn't sit right with me. Um, and I would imagine if you ate when you weren't hungry, you just feel like crap. And then that just leaves a shame cycle. It's so complicated. But using the sheet, I found personally incredibly helpful um again just checking in with myself how hungry am I on a scale of one to five five being hangry and one being stuffed and then the same afterwards what you had and you can typically see patterns and if you do it solidly for a month then I really think that that helps long term to develop a relationship a good relationship with yourself with food and your body and just understanding what you need, what you want, what makes you feel good. Okay, so that's a little bit of the that side of things. If you have a great relationship with food and your body and nothing's off limits, there's no good and bad foods, you don't call things clean and dirty, there are many ways to lose weight without tracking on MyFitnessPal. I think MyFitnessPal is good because I think a lot of us have absolutely no idea what we're eating. And if you look back to our, however long ago, when people worked in manual jobs and they were outside all the time, farming, you know, 
in factories, etc., etc. They were on the go all day, and it didn't really matter what they ate. So I think relate this back to myself. When my husband and I were doing our ski seasons, I feel like I ate like a a horse. Like I ate so much food, but I was exercising for like six hours a day up early on my feet all day and so it really didn't matter because I was moving so much our environment today's society does not allow for that and so we have to make some adjustments otherwise we are going to end up overweight and unhealthy and with bad joints and bad posture we have with great power comes great responsibility and we have to understand that so we are we do need ways to do it it's crazy that we do but we we do we just sort of the food gets put in front of us we just think we need to eat it so some practical tips for for it number one is slow down and chew your food the digestive system starts the digestive process sorry starts at the mouth with all the saliva and breaking down all your food so if you think about if you go out for a meal with your friends or you see somebody that you've you've not seen for ages maybe you sat down at Christmas dinner with your auntie and how much longer does it take you to finish a meal because you're having a conversation and you probably feel much more full at the end of that meal because your food has taken a long time to go down and your body understands that it's it's satisfied it takes about 20 minutes that's annoying for um for your brain to catch up with your stomach especially if you don't chew like I'm a classic non-chewer you sit down with with my side of the family it's awful um but then also sometimes you catch yourself and you think oh geez right slow down drop your shoulders from down by your ears big belly breath okay slow down chew your food another one is smelling and understanding all the textures that are on your food uh, in your food sorry um especially like a big meal with lots of different textures like mixing it all up together um the different um yeah textures smells using all the different senses to really make the meal an experience oh i suppose that's now number three uh so number three before you eat and after you finish check in with yourself are you satisfied do you need anything else how do you feel after that meal um again mindfulness great you have a brain and your brain is always going to be far superior to that of an app an app is controlling you we don't need to be controlled um and it's you know better to teach somebody teach a man to fish than to feed him a fish feed him only eat once if you give him a fish can eat forever it's learning the process of listening to your body number four is filling your plate with veggies and whole foods so you've got more food volume veggies and whole foods are typically higher in fiber so they're going to make you full and keep you fuller for longer plus have great poo habits um you can always tell the quality of your diet by what comes out the other end and i always tell our kids that i say oh no you're doing well because that's a great big poo um but it's very true we all do it and that's a great way to see what your diet is looking like um and the more veggies the whole foods are you've got in your food the more nourished you're going to be and you're just going to feel good from it if you're somebody who typically eats a lot of sugar a lot of sweeteners you may find in the first few days where you don't have as many you might feel a bit tired and headachey um but it's worth just pushing through it the you also you will appreciate sweetness more the less sweet stuff you have so if you go for natural flavorings 
because sweeteners are way sweeter than the sweetest natural foods, sweet foods will taste nicer if you don't have them as much. Um, you can set yourself rules such as three meals and one snack per day. Um, and like you can do, you can have one plate and you everything you're going to eat for that meal is going on your plate and no more. If you are like somebody who sets rules or you can have a rule as every day I have one big salad for lunch every day. And at least, you know, you're getting in your veggies and they are obviously fairly low in calorie um, and keeping you on track that way. And obviously something literally as simple as your smaller portion sizes. So if you know roughly that you have like a, your serving spoon of rice, half it. Or if you have three potatoes with your roast dinner, only have one. Um, Like literally making it smaller. I mean, it's so simple. Um, You know, you can also, yeah, remove a little bit of carbs and replace with protein and veggies. If you think, if you ever watched Gavin and Stacey, when Pam has two steaks, two gets rid of her potatoes and has two steaks, and they call her two steaks Pam. But higher protein, lower carbs. You could also do something such as not having carbs with one meal. There is nothing wrong with carbohydrates; they are fantastic and they give us energy. However, they do come at there's not much to how many calories are in them, so you don't need as many. But we don't think like that. I mean, I remember when I first met. I went to my husband's house. His brother ate like an entire Pyrex bowl of pasta. And I was shocked. But it's easily done. Um, so smaller portion sizes, replace some carbs with uh, protein and or don't have carbs, like for example, for your last meal or for your first meal. Keep your protein high. Vegetables, a high whole foods diet, high in protein, you're going to be fine making sure you move lots as well. If you're working from home or in a desk, just make sure you get up and walk around a lot. Stay hydrated. And the number one thing that is going to help you is be well slept. It's like the number one performance enhancing natural drug. If people were better slept, they would eat less crap. They would feel better. They would move more. It's just a huge part of the the recipe that often gets missed out. And as a mother, it's really hard. And sometimes you may just have to accept in certain seasons, things are going to be harder for you. We have babies, they sometimes don't sleep. Then they turn into teenagers who don't sleep. Now we hit the menopause and things are hard. But you can protect yourself in every way possible by eating a whole foods diet, high in protein, getting good sleep, getting lots of water, resistance training, doing your cardiovascular exercise of some description and you are good which is why I have to say at the beginning what would your life gain from just losing weight a question as well for you which I thought was a fantastic question is if we could wave a magic wand over your body what would it give you now that you do not already have and I'm going to leave you on that note because that's 17 and a half minutes of me talking to myself um, and I've got the microphone and I really hope I haven't like blown into it or hit myself with it and it ruined the recording. So yes, that important question again is if we could wave a magic wand over your body and your health, what would it give you now that you do not already have? I will speak to you next week. Bye all. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at ellie.t.pt. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from.